Hey, I want to start this one off a little bit different. Um, so it was March 1st, March 15th, April 1st, Easter special, and it's the fifth one. It's the fifth one coming to y'all, man. I just want to give a thank you, big thank you to all the fucking ears, man. I want to say thank you so much. You guys have been really supportive on this shit, and like... I guess I always say this shit, man, and I mean it, man. It's my one mouth, your two ears. You are the value in this. And a lot of y'all that take my shit and share it with your friends and all that shit, hey, man, thank you. I know, let's be real about it. I know some of y'all don't really need this info I'm giving you. Some of you might already have it. Some of y'all might think this is just a fucking, this funny shit and cool. Yeah, I'm a funny motherfucker, man. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be wilding out. And a lot of y'all take the the info I give you, and it might fuck you up for a little bit. Like you you never thought of shit that way or whatever. But like man, really, a lot of this shit is like therapy for me. Also, talking to you, um, I get to get a lot of shit off my chest. Like I'm never gonna be a politician. Let's be clear, you know. But a lot of the shit we talk about on here is a little bit of philosophy, a little bit of sociology, and a little bit of politics, and. I'm trying to be on the side of right with a lot of this shit. And I just want to say thank you, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. Because you take time out of your life to hear my bullshit, to hear my philosophies, to hear my my real shit, man. You really take time out of your fucking busy schedule. With that being said, let me get back on my bullshit. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the IIP. Hey, we got some shit going on today. We got some shit going on. I'm going to tell you, we're going to talk about some crazy, amazing shit. We're going to talk about fucking education. I'm going to tell you about the farmer and his wife. I'm going to talk about gun control. Jim Crow 2.0. Make sure you succeed. Reparation receipts. I got reparation receipts. I got them. The reparation receipts. I swear I got them. We're going to talk about reparations on top of that. Then we're going to talk about segregation versus integration. Then I'm going to tell you about stuttering man. And then I'm going to answer some of these fucking questions. I got some questions from the people. Hey, I told y'all, send me y'all questions. And a few of y'all did. And I, I'm a, I answer I'm not going to let your questions sit. If you send me your questions on the fucking 14th, it will make it on the 15th. You know, every 1st and 15th. I spoiled y'all with the Easter special. But fuck it. We're back on track now. Let's get into it. So I got this little philosophy, right? You never see a beautiful homeless bitch, but you will see like a a gentleman, and you know no homo, but he'll be handsome according to standards, right? And that's when you clean him up. Like you've seen this shit on shows before. They get a homeless dude and clean him up, and he's sharp or whatever. But you never see them do that shit with a broad. Ever, never, and I, I'm wondering why. Like, because like, I, you know, I'm gonna tell you what it is. Beautiful women have no problem hitchhiking to get whatever fuck they want. Have you ever known a, a beautiful woman that didn't have absolutely shit to her name, but yet she didn't live on their bridge? Well, I'm I'm here to let you know. I don't know if that's your best friend. I don't know if that's your family member. 
I don't know how dear she is to your heart, but come closer. She sells pussy. The cat's out of the bag, literally. That's why you don't see beautiful women under a bridge, because they sell pussy. If a woman gets to that break, she's going to have to sleep under a bridge, and guys think she's beautiful, she's going to sell pussy. It's the truth. And the reason I'm bringing this up now, right, because I want to talk about, like, prostitution versus human traffic victims. I fucking hate that word, human traffic victims. Like, okay, so here's human traffic, right? That's if you kidnap somebody and you, you make them do whatever the fuck it is. It's slavery. Human traffic is slavery, right? Prostitution is different. That's a beautiful girl who's like, I don't want to live under the bridge. I have no skills. I'm going to pop this pussy. And then Pastor Troy comes home. Pop this pussy, baby. Show them niggas you ain't scared in here. That's how that goes. There's a difference between prostitution and human trafficking. Now, here's the issue. Society is fucking weak. We're in a weak-ass society. Because society now is calling all of these whores, prostitutes, hoes, and everybody who wants to pop their pussy on liberation a victim. Some of them may be human traffic. And for those women, man, I hope I hope they get freedom. I hope they break away from that. Because that, that's slavery. That's sex slavery. But I'm talking about the women who don't want to get a job. And they're like, I'm just going to sell pussy. That's not a human traffic victim. That's a whore. That's a whore. It's a big fucking difference. If you're being forced to do some shit against your will, that's slavery. If you just don't want to work because you feel, I'm beautiful, all these niggas want me, they gonna pay me, I'm gonna sell pussy. You are a prostitute. No matter how soft society gets, there's gonna always be people like me that are not gonna let you eradicate the word prostitute. They're real. And you may not believe it, but the oldest profession on earth is selling pussy. Seriously, man. We got to get this shit together. I've seen pimps, right? Pimps and Johns get more time than prostitutes these days. But if there was no prostitutes, there'd be no pimps and Johns. That's why a lot of prostitutes don't have pimps. For a fact, if there's no prostitutes, there'd be no Johns. Just a bunch of perverts. So, we have to, if you want to eradicate a problem, you have to address the problem for what it is. You're not going to get rid of a problem. If all of these fucking politicians that are so, we want to fix the issue. No, you don't. No, you don't. Most of the time, it's going to be some busted-ass, billy-goat-looking ugly bitch. And she's mad because her husband buys prostitutes. So she's coming up with a way to eradicate the prostitutes. You know, it, it's, it's a fucking it's technology. If you're kidnapped and you're forced to fuck, you know, against your will, not only are you being raped, it's also slave trade, which is human trafficking. 
if you a lazy bitch and you like, I could just lay on my back and get paid, that's prostitution. Stop showing sympathy for fucking whores. If they choose that life they want to live, that's on them. Now, I'm not talking about underage girls because that's wrong. If they're underage, that's wrong. There's no way around that. They don't have the legal or mental state to dictate whether they're going to go out there and live fast just because they've seen it on a rap video and none of that shit. That shit's not right. But what I'm saying is if it's a grown-ass fucking woman and instead of working, she wants to sell her pussy, she is when she gets arrested, don't go to talking that, oh, she was trafficked because she got a pimp. No, no, because I'm going to tell you, I know a lot of pimps that they don't force bitches to do nothing. These bitches sell pussy on their own. Listen, pussy is the easiest drug to sell in the world. You don't got to convince nobody for the pussy. You don't got to fucking lower the price of the pussy. Pussy is the easiest thing to sell on the planet Earth in any country you go to. If a pussy's for sale, it's a John Bion. Period. Even on a period. Some nasty motherfuckers out there. So cut this human traffic shit out. Because what that does is that hurts real human traffic victims. I ain't never gonna tell you human trafficking don't exist. It's a fucked up world. But when you put them all in the same category, you're fucking up justice for human traffic victims. You're making people not believe in their story. When a girl says, oh, I was um somewhere. These motherfuckers grabbed me, took me to someplace I don't know. And then they, they forced me to sell my body. That's human trafficking. If it's a bitch saying, oh, well, I didn't like my job at Burger King. And I didn't want to go to school. So I'm selling that bullshit. That's a fucking whore. Okay? So... We got to call it what it is. And I'm not knocking whores, man. If you decide, I'm, you know, use what you got to get what you want. Whatever. It's your body. Whatever you can live with doing to get off your plantation, go for it. That's, that's your body. But we ain't going to confuse no more human trafficking with prostitution. Big fucking difference. Thank you for listening. So there's this farmer, right? And he walks in the house, his wife's in the kitchen. He walks up to him, he grabs a titty. He says, baby, if we can get some milk out of these titties, we can get rid of those cows. Then he leaves. Comes back five minutes later. He says, honey. Then he grabs her on the pussy. Right on the pussy. He says, honey, if we can get some eggs out of this pussy, we can get rid of all those chickens. Oh, this pissed her off. She was mad as fuck. She grabbed a handful of this dick. She said, honey, if you can get this dick on hard, I can get rid of your brother. Hey, Bill Gates trying to block out the sun. He got like some kind of shit he invested in. Look it up. I, I was going to go in detail on it, man, but motherfucker weird. That's a weird bitch, man.
That motherfucker is weird. And I don't think he like black people. To be honest with you, this motherfucker always trying to come up with some kind of vaccine and block out the sun. All that shit is shit black people don't fuck with on top of his clothes. So fuck Bill. Gates. Weird ass motherfucker. Like, man, this motherfucker, in less than a year, he has made me switch from Xbox to PS fucking whatever. Because I don't want to be associated with this weird motherfucker. Whenever you talk about blocking out the sun, I think of, oh, you trying to fuck with black people. Because black people don't fuck with coal. I swear to God, I'm in Florida. And if this motherfucker do some shit and it's snowing in Florida every fucking day, like, bro, I'm going to lose my shit. Black people don't fuck with coal. The sun gives heat. It's common fucking sense. The fucking, oh, I'm going to block out the sun to, to create global cooling. Bitch, stay in your house with the air condition on. This motherfucker, man, somebody buy Bill some black pussy, please. Please buy this motherfucker some black pussy. If you in Bill's circle, you listen to me, please. Mother, mother, motherfucker, please buy this motherfucker some black pussy. We're going to get into it. Listen. Do niggas need more gun control? Or do niggas need to control more guns? Now, I'm saying that because us niggas, man, we have this tendency to follow. We follow. And, and, and like, we have this thing, like, oh, the Republican Party, they're against us. They're against us. I'm here to tell you that there's no party for you. There's none. No party. There's none. Not for you at all. This whole argument about gun control is a prime example. Right? Niggas get killed by um, cops unarmed. And our politicians that we as a people tend to go for are talking about, yeah, we need more gun control. Never once did they say they were going to uh, do gun control for the police. No. They're talking about gun control. We need more gun control. I think niggas need more control of guns, to be honest with you. And I think that'll stop a lot of these unarmed killings. Because these white boys that I see doing these fucking mass shootings, they're getting arrested and going to court. These unarmed niggas is getting murdered. No court. Common sense tells you. Do niggas need more gun control? Or do niggas need to control more guns? Now... I don't know if y'all remember this or not, but, you know, just in case you don't, here's a little razzle-dazzle for you. Bill Clinton tried the same shit, right? And after his fucking tenure was up and this and that, and after the shit he tried to pass was up, the gun violence actually dropped. It dropped down. It wasn't because of what he did. It was actually the opposite. It dropped down. This whole thing about, like, gun control... Gun control, gun control. As far as we're concerned, our argument is not black people getting killed while shooting back. It's black people getting killed while not having any weapons. And I'm going to tell you, it's a big fucking difference. If the cops show up and know you have a weapon, they talk. They, what can we do to help the situation? If cops show up, and you don't have a gun, it's, nigga, I got a gun and you don't do what I say. Oh, you don't want to listen. Oh, you think you're better than me. Nigga, get on the ground. Blah, blah, blah. Freeze. Don't move or I'll kill you. 
And it may sound fucked up to you. You might be like, oh my gosh, why did he say that? But it's the truth. It may not be your truth, but this is how we see it. This is how the fuck we see it. You know? Um, like I said, it may not be your truth. This may not be what you wake up to in the morning, but this is what we think it goes. This is how we think it goes down. This is how we know it goes down. And um, this whole talk about, we need more gun control. I remember, like I said, I, I watched Hillary debate Trump before Trump became president. And they asked about unarmed black shootings. And this devil bitch said, we need more dialogue. Um, where I'm from, dialogue means talk. It means conversation, you know. It don't necessarily mean one person's right, one person's wrong. It means dialogue. It means we need to talk more about it. And I remember thinking right then, no, this bitch lost. Because ain't nothing to motherfucking talk about. If you motherfucking black and you getting killed, you know, unarmed by armed people you pay taxes to, what the fuck is there to talk about? Dialogue. We need more dialogue. Bitch, you want dialogue? Watch Shakespeare. Ain't nothing to talk about here. It's unarmed black people being killed. And then you tie that shit in. Every time every time a mass shooting's happened, the motherfucker talk about, we need gun control. We need gun control. Like, no. Number one, you need to control your kids better. Number two... Gun controls don't affect, like, when they pass all these gun control laws, that's not going to stop the black-on-black violence. Black-on-black violence, number one, is a myth because every race kills their race at the same rate. So white-on-white violence is a thing, but the only difference is when white-on-white violence happens, they just call it a crime. When black-on-black violence happens, they call it black-on-black violence. Mexican-on-Mexican violence. This and that, but when it's white-on-white, it's not called white-on-white. It's just called crime might be called a insanity notion or some shit like that. They make excuses. But the truth of the matter is, with gun control, all of these things that they're talking about doing means fucking nothing to us. Because the majority of our shootouts are handguns. The handguns, 9mm, not assault rifles. Niggas get killed with 38 snub nose, 9mm, 45, shit like that. How many niggas you see actually getting just shot up with an AK-47, with an AR-15, with an M-16? Niggas ain't really getting killed like that in the hood. Them guns are expensive. Them guns are expensive. And if you shoot a nigga, that gun's a throwaway. So who the fuck is going to spend all that money on a throwaway AK? And then throw it away? No. No, 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 no. So we got to stop this whole bullshit. Because they try to bring us in on their bullshit. They try to bring us in... And they, 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 they try to they try to link it like the issues that we have as far as violence goes and the issues that they can see on their half. Personally, I think the whole thing is bullshit. Because um, like I say, we don't get killed from ourselves within the community, within the community of our neighborhoods, because it's different between the neighborhood and the community. Black people have neighborhoods. We don't own none of the shit we live in in, in, in the inner city, um, for the most part. We don't own a lot of that shit. Um, we rent. We rent. Most of the stores in, in your like local community is some kind of immigrant-owned stores. A lot of black people don't own a lot of the shit in their own neighborhoods. That's the difference between a neighborhood and a community. A community is 
you know, a group of people and they own and they build and they're building. With neighborhoods, that's just a place where motherfuckers live and they're surviving. Big difference. So in these neighborhoods, these motherfuckers is um, getting murdered. They're getting murdered off of survival intakes. They're getting murdered off of drugs and fucking bad deals and pride. You know what I mean? With a lot of the white community. I'm not talking about the poor white community. I'm talking about middle class and up. They're getting, they're, they're, they're dying over fucking, I can't speak on it. I'm not one of them, but it's a whole fucking different ball game. I mean, you can look it up. I'm not a part of their community, so I, I don't feel at liberty to discuss whatever fucking issues they're going through. But this whole argument that we need gun control, we need gun control. Think about this. Before slavery ended, allegedly, there was no such thing as gun control, NRAs, and none of that shit. They didn't start making regulations to guns until slavery was abolished, allegedly. When slavery got abolished, allegedly, the Ku Klux Klan pretty much creates the NRA. And the NRA is like, yeah, we're going to make rules to determine who gets guns and who don't. And that's a real fucking thing. Look it up. We're going to make rules to who can get guns and who can't. Because if all these niggers get guns, they're going to retaliate on us for slavery. It was a white guilt complex that made the NRA initially. You know? And the whole notion that, oh, we need we need gun control. We need gun control. And, you know, a lot of my people give these people our votes. We give the liberals our votes. They're not solving our problems. They're telling you we need gun control. We need gun control. Okay, so what happens when you get rid of all the guns? But they're not getting rid of the police guns. They're not getting rid of the police guns. Gun control is for the citizens, not for the police. They're not talking about taking that fucking um, military equipment away from police. They're not talking about taking the, the guns from police. They're not talking about that. They're talking about we need to take guns away from the citizens. Right? We already have an issue with unarmed black people getting killed by police. We already have an issue for that. So what happens when, like, okay, a, a black dude gets stopped by the police. He might have an illegal gun, and he might have a registered gun. Right? What happens if he's not supposed to have any gun and the police approach him? You lose a position of power. Until we can trust the police, until we can trust the police, you should not be voting for any motherfucker who wants um gun restriction because they're not talking about getting rid of police guns out of all this time i'm i'm, I'm fucking in my 30s right and in my, all my years of living i've never heard anybody any politician once say we need gun control for everything everything like police shouldn't have guns citizens shouldn't have guns none of these people should have guns no guns at all Every time motherfuckers talk about gun control, they're saying, citizens, take your guns away. We want to take the citizen guns. We, citizens don't need this type of gun. Citizens don't need that type of gun. With guns and guns and guns. No guns and guns. And they're only talking about citizens. Right? But our biggest mistrust in the black community is really the police. It's really the police. Yeah, we might have tension amongst each other, but the police is our big, biggest fucking issue. Period. And nobody's talking about eradicating their guns. Nobody's talking about regulating their guns. 
I remember a couple years back they were talking about police having more tasers, more tasers and such and such. Okay, cool, but they still got a gun. You just added another weapon to the assault. So this whole thing about oh we we had we need more gun control, we need more gun control. Okay, that's how you feel. Cool, but do niggas need more gun control, or do niggas need to control more guns? That's my biggest question of twenty one. And I want y'all to, next time y'all go to the voting poll, I want y'all to think about the politicians you're voting for. And I'm going to tell you, it's a fucking con. It's a con. If they're talking about gun control, they're not for Eidos people. Period. They are not. It's a fucking con. Look at what I'm telling you. We don't have an issue with these guns that they're talking about banning. We don't have an issue with them. We do not have an issue with those guns in our community. So that helps us none. Like I say, our biggest problem with guns, it was more murders by knives than guns. And on top of that, there's more murders by handheld guns than assault rifles. And they could talk about the clips and all of this and that. But there's it only takes one bullet to kill a motherfucker. So the clips is irrelevant. The majority of our people die within our community of handheld guns. So this whole argument about we need to take away, take away the assault rifles and we need to take away all and like no, no, that's not it. You conning us. We getting con. We getting con. And and the thing is, we're so hyped up to the fucking. We're so hyped up to following that we're not breaking this shit down. Listen to these motherfuckers when they talk to you. Listen to them. Listen to what they're saying and apply common sense. Don't listen to them thinking, what will my granny say? Because for, for a lot of us people, I'm going to tell you right now, your granny had PTSD. She was scared. She was scared of them motherfuckers. So she worked on a place of survival so you can get here and make a decision for your motherfucking self. So don't go off of what granny might have said or great granny might have said to me. You need to think for your motherfucking self. And that's why Granny went through the shit that she went through. So one day her seed can come here and not be broken-minded. And this might hurt some of y'all feelings that I'm calling your grandmother broken-minded. But I'm giving you some real shit. She went through an area that your punk ass didn't grow up in. She went through an area where shit was rougher in her generation. She just had to survive, raise her kids to survive, see her grandbabies survive, and her great-grandchildren survive. And now you're at a point where you can use your fucking mind. Use your fucking mind. Don't shit on your granny. Do niggas need more gun control or do niggas need to control more guns? Is the question of the week. I told you motherfucking voluntary immigrants to send me some questions and goddammit you did it. Thank you. So I'm going to read off um, one of the questions. And... <laughs> I'm going to let you know, okay, a lot of shit I say, if you look at it as a square, you're going to say, damn, that's fucked up, but hear me out first, all right? So one of the questions I got was, why do we spend our money with Asians? And that's a complex answer, man. Like, okay, so here's one version of the answer. You have to break down, when you say we, the, the Eidos woman and the Eidos male. Because that's two different types of spending. 
the Eidos male primarily spends his money with Asians in restaurants and corner stores because a lot of our corner stores Asian people own them and the Eidos female she spends her money at corner stores restaurants and beauty salons beauty stores and um, nail shops right the Eidos woman most definitely spends more money with Asians than the Eidos male and it's due to yaki number nine that the weave the weave um the male you know like I said corner stores and a lot of us we don't have a, a great means of transportation and it's convenient to go to a convenience store in your hood in your hood a convenience store that's there most likely is owned by Asian people um Chinese food I know a lot of brothers say they don't fuck with Chinese food and all that but Chinese food Japanese food Korean food shit like that we spend a lot of money there um and I'm, I'm giving you this off of my personal you know spending you know um I'm real picky about that shit too man like if I walk in a Chinese restaurant and it's a Mexican cooking Chinese food I don't really fuck with it cause in my opinion it's not Chinese no more you know um if I walk in a Chinese restaurant and it's an Eidos person back there cooking I don't want it cause in my opinion it's not Chinese food no more you know it could be a Chinese restaurant but I, I kinda mentally maybe I'm wrong but mentally I associate Chinese food with a Chinese person cooking it um women spend like when they get those great weaves that are passable and, and here's the thing I, I got a phobia for weave I fucking hate weave I hate it um but you know shout out to my sisters who wear it but I have a phobia for it like I don't like that shit touching me but women spend a lot of money on weave and getting their nails done and all that stuff and it goes into what I always talk about like not looking what we really see as poor you know they don't want to rock their natural hair because it's too niggerish you know I'm doing parentheses but you can't see but it's too niggerish you know they want to get that laid hair they want to get that hair laid and slayed or how, you know how that shit go and so they spend their money at these Asian beauty stores. and you notice most of the time these Asian beauty supply stores they put them in the hood and like you, th <laughs> you think about like don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood and the ladies falling around and like hurry up and buy you know but so, so first you have to break down like when you say like why do we spend our money with Asians um honestly the truthful answer to that is because ain't nobody else to spend money with in the hood and that that's that's convenient because we don't own a lot of stores in the hood like there's not a lot of black owned business um, beauty stores in the hood there's not a lot of them and and once they are that uh, a lot they, they're doing business somehow but like I say most of the convenience stores are Asian owned and this and that and they jack the prices up for convenience you know so that that answers that like that's why it's based on convenience you know every time I tell people the, the goal of this platform what I'm looking for right is I'm looking for reparations
for Ado's people. That's what I want. I want reparations for Ado's people. But every time I tell somebody that, they're like, no, that's not possible. That is impossible. Well, in the famous words of Cash, don't do dumb shit. Try impossible shit. So if every motherfucker who thinks it's impossible or don't believe the logic and why Ado's people should get reparations, I'm not talking about black people. I'm not talking none of that shit. I'm talking Ado's people, American descendants of slaves. I'm going to read y'all something. In 1990, USA gave 1.6 billion or two, I'm sorry, 20,000 each to Japanese Americans. 1990, Austria, 25 million to Holocaust survivors, Jewish claims of Austria. 1988, Canada, 250 square miles of land to the Indian and Eskimos. 1988, Canada, 230 million to Japanese Canadians. 1986, USA, 32 million. 1839 Treaty to the Ottawa's of Michigan. 1985, USA, 31 million to the Chippewas of Wisconsin. 1985, USA, 12.3 million to the Seminoles of Florida. 1985, USA, 105 million to the, I can't say that name right, S-I-O-U-X, you try to pronounce it, fuck it, of South Dakota. 1980, USA, 81 million to the Klamaths' organs. Sorry, let me say that again because I kind of stuttered on it. The Klamath of Oregon. 81 million that was. 1971, USA. 1 billion plus 44 million acres of land to Alaska Native land settlement. 1952, Germany. 822 million to Holocaust survivors. Uh, German Jewish settlement. 1865 until the present, USA, $0 paid to slavery and Jim Crow era, African-American black descendants of slaves. So, you can rewind that back if you can and listen to all those things I just said. Look them up for yourself. So, when you tell me it's not a, not a way to do reparations, not a, listen, as far as reparations go, I don't want our people to get the money with the slave masters on it. I think we need land machinery and tax exemptions and we can handle everything from there land machinery and tax exemption i mean there's more perks to it like control our own community you know um we don't need police regulating our community um and i mean i think that's a community call because it might be some people in the, I, I can't speak for everybody in Ados, you know but i do have a good idea of what i think is great for the people and that's fuck the cash. Keep your fucking dead president. Because the money values up and down. The land ain't going nowhere. We want the land, the machinery, and tax exemptions. That's an automatic. If y'all got any, anything else you think we should ask for, shoot it to me. Right? Shoot it to me. Because I be, I be asking for that too. Because I see that as fair. I see that as fair. It's been no other people in this country more oppressed than us in this country. And I'm not saying we got it all bad. I mean, some of us are doing good. But like this plan, right? Say you have a house in Beverly Hills and you're Eidos and you're happy with life. You're like, I don't I don't need that. I'm doing great. Cool. But it's a lot of people that are still broken. They might be hopeless. They're broken. And this is a way to get them something to help lift them up even more. Um, maybe it don't work, maybe it does. I think it will. Because 
And even even if it don't fucking work, fuck it. They, they, they deserve it. They deserve it. I just told you all these people, like, we, you know, fuck that shit. I ain't going to sit here and be trying to justify. Fuck it. You deserve it. You deserve it. Because um, our ancestors were cheated. Period. And work for free, build this up for free. And we own less than 1% of the wealth. Fuck that. I ain't explaining shit. We deserve it. Because I seen all these motherfuckers y'all giving taxpaying dollars to and land to. And... Hey, those people receive nothing? Yeah, nah, fuck all that explaining. You know, it, it go explain with your thumb up your ass. You know, that's straight up. So this man goes into this doctor's office, and the doctor sees me. The doctor says, hey, how, how can I help you today? The man says, doc, I got a stuttering problem, and my wife want to leave me. Because of it, the doc says, well, "I don't know what you want me to do. I'm just, you know, I, I only get physicals." He was like, P -p 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 "Please, doc, please, anything, anything, please. I love my wife. Please, doc, anything." The doc says, "All right, I, I can give you a physical, but I don't know what it's gonna do." He says, "Okay, you know, drop your clothes and you know we'll get to it." So the man drops his pants. And the doctor said, God damn. No wonder you got a stuttering problem. You got all that weight pulling down your vocal cords. So the doc comes up with a plan. He said, you know, maybe if we cut like 75% of that dick off, it'll stop you from stuttering. The man said, I I I anything, doc, I anything. So the doc gives him the procedure, cut like 75% of his dick off. The man wakes up from the surgery, and the doc says, well, the man says, I don't believe it, doctor. I don't have an urge to stutter anymore. The dude jumps up, clicks his heel, and run home. Well, the next day, he shows up at the doctor's office, and the doc was like, hey, you, you're back so soon. Everything all right? He said, well, doc, here's what happened. I went home to my wife, and I told her what I did yesterday. I told her about the procedure. And she said, if she knew that our relationship meant so much that I would cut off 75% of my dick to save it, she would rather me stutter for the rest of our love together instead of lose 12 ounces of sirloin. So basically, Doc, the reason I'm here, I was just wondering, if it, could, you, could you sew my dick back on? The doctor looked at the man and said, Bullshit. So I want to talk about these fucking Georgia voting laws. This, as long as it's Georgia voting laws, shit. Now, I last, you know, used to special. I talked about like corporations and shit. And as long as these Georgia um, voting laws, and they're saying they're against fucking minorities. I tell y'all all the time that minority word is a tricky bitch. What the fuck do you mean by minorities? What do you mean by minorities? You're not talking about black people when you say minorities. You're talking about all of these other people that are not white grouped up in one. Now I want you to think about this, right? Minorities that they're talking about 
keep this shit a buck. They talking about illegal Mexicans, man. That's what they talking about. They talking about illegal Mexicans. It's against them. Because under the grounds in which I can see that they're saying it hurts illegal minorities, is they're saying because they require ID. It requires ID to vote. Well, most niggas have ID because you can't walk down the street without ID because police catch you without ID, they take you to motherfucking jail. So, most niggas have ID, and in Georgia, it's free to get ID. So, what is the issue? Why are they selling this shit? They trying to get us, and, and this is what the liberal party does, is they try to get us to fight for minorities. They try to get Ados people to fight for minorities. And now we back to the ocean versus the bathtub. But the only difference is they tricking us into doing it. Because automatically when you think of minority, you think of black people. You think about us. You think about Ados people when you think of minorities. And that's why civil got all the fucking rights. It's because you think about minorities. That's why I don't personally like us being called minorities. I don't like that shit. I want you to, you know, if you got a bill for who you saying is this bill is for Ados people, then say this shit's for Ados people. Say this is for American descendants of slaves. Don't say this is for minorities. Because I'm tired of motherfuckers tricking us off our blessings. I'm tired of motherfuckers tricking us off of shit that we earn. So this whole, it's for minorities, it hurts minorities, it hurts minorities. No, it don't hurt minorities. It don't. It literally hurts minorities. <laughs> you know, and to sum that up, like we're not included in minorities. We're not because at the end of the day, all the rest of the minorities they don't think like us. They don't act like us. I tell you the truth. I see like a bunch of African brothers when they come over here. They don't relate to the struggle of American descendants of slaves. And, and all of them say, like, does that mean I, I didn't struggle too? No, nigga, you black. Of course you struggled. Of course you struggled. All right? Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't take that from you. Black people all over the world are struggling. But for me speaking, I'm speaking for American descendants of slaves. That means I'm not fighting for you. I'm not. You can sound fucked up if you want. Whatever. I'm not fighting for you. And a lot of y'all ain't fighting for motherfucking us. That's the truth of it. Now, there's some people in the middle, you know, like, shout out to Brother Umar, Brother Umar Johnson. Brother Umar Johnson has dedicated his life to Pan-Africanism, and that's fighting for, you know, African bloodlines all around the world. That's what Brother Umar fight for. And, you know, I don't, I, I can't argue with him. I can't argue with him. Anybody who's fighting for Pan-Africanism, I can't argue with him. Because I once, I, I once believed in that same fucking deal. And I can't say it's wrong. I can't say it's wrong. But the difference is as far as me being, I, I be where my feet are. And my feet are on American soil. And I'm fighting for the American descendants of slaves. Here. And I'm trying to wake y'all motherfuckers up. I'm trying to wake y'all motherfuckers up. I had somebody the other day, I was talking to a brother of mine. And we were talking about the brother um, Barack Obama. And I told him, I said, as a man, Barack, I'm a, I say the same shit. As a man, Barack might have been the best politician I've ever seen as a man. As a man. But as a politician, he ain't no different than what we've been presenting. He ain't no different than what we've been presenting. 
and I, I had to I had to straighten a couple of my brothers because they said, "Man, Barack ain't do nothing for the black people." And I said, "You know, when you say the black people, what do you mean?" He said, Barack ain't do nothing for the niggas, man. Da, 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 da. I said, "Of course he didn't. Barack ain't no nigga. Barack ain't no nigga." Like I know a lot of times we have this tendency when Africans come over here, we call them niggas, but they ain't niggas. They Africans. Niggas is someone who was eradicated of their African history. Now you call us African Americans, but like everything's fair again. No, 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 no. They don't work that way. Because the difference between a nigga and an African is an African could tell you his lineage. He could tell you, okay, my mom is from such and such in Africa, and my mother's mother is from such and such in Africa. The majority of niggas here, they can't tell you where they people are from in Africa. So it's almost like disrespectful to call them African American. That's why you see a lot of the Muslim brothers, they, they carry the name X. Like Brother Malcolm. They carry X. Because their last name is unknown. Because they were script of it. So, with that being said, jumping on it, well, cool. Awesome. Here we go again. It's some bullshit. So, with the minority thing, Everything groups into minority. Minority is basically loser. So everybody society deems to be a loser, as far as the race goes, is grouped into minority. Ados people should not be grouped into that minority. We don't, we don't have the same needs as everybody else. We don't have the same wants as everybody else. We might have some of the same wants. We might have some of the same needs. But we damn sure don't have the deservance of everybody else because I think we deserve more as Eidos people in America. You know, um, a lot of the Jewish people, they went through the Holocaust and shit. That didn't happen in America. That happened in European nations. Um, a lot of the Africans that went through a lot of the shit they went through in Africa, that didn't happen in America. That happened in Africa. A lot of the South Americans, a lot of the Mexican people, they went through what they went through in their home country. That happened in their home country. Niggas is the only people that have the longest history of oppression here in America. So with that being said, with the Eidos community, we should not be grouped into minorities. These motherfuckers, that tell you, and that's the thing, that tells you that these people don't give a shit about you. Because when they sell you something like back to the Georgia voting laws, they say, oh, this is bad for minorities. Black people, you should be angry. This shit don't affect black people. This shit don't affect black people. Like, keep it real. You look at one thing about this new Georgia voting law and tell me, do it affect black people? Look at it. Find one fucking thing about it where you say, oh, black people ain't going to be able to vote at all. That Jim, Jim Crow 2.0 is bullshit. They just trying to get us to fight so that the illegal people can get their votes in. Because I'm pretty sure they had some illegal people voting that shouldn't have been voting. And the truth of it is, you show me how. Ain't nobody saying how this shit hurts black people. Like the one person I've seen trying to say, like, oh, it hurts black people because they're requiring more ID. Niggas got ID. Niggas got forms of identification. If you want to vote, you have a form of identification. Um, Georgia, like I said, they give free ID cards and such and such. So with that being said... Niggas have a form of identification. Think about how dumb they talking to us. We are people that that fought for the right to vote. We fought for it. Our ancestors, they fucking, they went through fucking loopholes and all kind of shit just for the right to vote. 
And with these new laws, you're saying, oh, you can't get water and you got to have an ID to vote. So basically what you're saying is we some punk ass bitches now. Because our ancestors definitely went through way more for the right to vote than us. Now, I don't know if there's some millennial soft shit going on or if y'all just trying to mask the fact of y'all trying to get motherfuckers to vote without ID. And y'all trying to include us in y'all struggle. But then what happens, and, and this is the big point to it, right? What happens is they group minorities in this and they get those people to fight for it because we feel like it's affecting us and they get those people to fight for it and what we end up doing is fighting for other people's rights and then when those other people go to the voting booth they don't think about us when they go to the voting booth they don't vote for hey what's best for the those people what candidate is best for the those people no they vote for what candidate is best for me and my family and then you're going to get immigration laws you're going to get people cool and like all this shit and it's like okay cool that's what y'all doing but we fought for these motherfuckers. Like, we, we, we'll all stand side by side and fight. And I, as you know, on this platform, I'm real big on us standing up for Ado's people. I'm real big for that. We have to stand up for Ado's people because, like I say, I feel like we're an indigenous people. We're an indigenous and almost extinct people. There's no other people like us in the rest of the fucking world. There's plenty of people with the same skin uh, skin tone. There's plenty of people that originated in Africa. Of course, we originated in Africa. But... There's no people like us without a history dating back to before 1550s. None. And that's some sad but true shit. And that's what makes the nigga so special. Because the nigga built this place over here. Think about that. They take us from Africa. They take our ancestors from Africa. Bring us over here and build up a nation that just so happens to turn into one of the greatest, biggest nations in the world. And when I say greatest, I'm not saying it's good morally. I'm using great by definition of what great means. If you don't know what great means, fucking look it up. I'm using it in that definition. And America is one of the greatest nations that ever exists. One of them. So, the, the slaves built this great nation. The slaves did. All in the history of America, all the white people had to do was keep them oppressed. And this nation will remain great. Dr. Claude Anderson calls it black labor, white wealth. And that's what made this place the greatest country on the nation. And like I said, I'm not saying great in the perception in which you think great means. Like great means happy thoughts to you. No. Look up the definition for great. And that's the term in which I'm using great for. Because it's a very oppressed country from day one. From day one until 2021, we're still fighting for rights and um, not to be killed and all this other fucking shit. So I'm not saying happy. Great. This is a great country. So we a lot of times get this whole fucking entanglement with minorities. And it's, it's just not right. It's not right. So when you go look at these motherfuckers arguing about the Georgia laws and Georgia voting laws and there's voter suppression, who are they suppressing? They ain't suppressing us. It's not hard for us to get ID. It's not hard for us to go vote. Our ancestors, if you think, if you're an Ados person and you think these laws going to stop you, you a punk-ass bitch. 
because your great-grandmother probably did way more just to get her vote across than you have to do now. And if you're willing to let this shit stop you, then bitch, don't vote. Because I can tell you now, I remember hearing stories from Granny them, and they talking about what they went through to vote. I remember my grandma told me a story about the, the cop made somebody count bubblegum in a jar before they let her vote. Count how many vote, how many bubblegums you think is in this jar, and if you're wrong, you can't vote. Now, I don't know how historically prevalent that is, but I remember my grandma telling me that story. And, and for the requirements now, you've got to get ID. That's it, bitch. And you complaining? Like, everybody got to have the same shit. I haven't seen them say, okay, black people got to get this and white people got to Like, everybody has to have the same shit. So if your thing is, oh, well, black people normally don't have ID. Well, that's something we need to fix in the community because why do we not have something that white people have so fucking easily? Nobody's talking about that. So this whole voter suppression shit, man, number one, when motherfucking, motherfucking white people start talking to you about minorities, it's, it's two flags for me. When white people on TV are saying, this hurts minorities, that's one flag. I'm automatically like, my fucking ears are up. And the next flag is when white people call other white people racist. My flags are up. I'm like, okay, what the fuck they talking about? Because I don't, I don't really trust none of that shit on the media. But yeah, look into this Georgia um, suppression shit. And you will see that they, I think they're trying to con us into fighting somebody else's fight. Yet again, you know. They tried to do it with the Asian hate shit, and I don't think we really bit into it, you know. Um, while the Asian hate shit's going on, we're still waiting on Ahmaud, uh, Ahmaud Arbery and um, Chauvin to fucking go through the process of justice um, for George Floyd. Chauvin and George Floyd go through the process of justice, and Ahmaud Arbery and them fucking two fucking devils go through the process of justice. You know, I had to correct myself on that, but... You know, and, and man, I ain't even mentioned fucking Breonna Taylor. You know, I'm, I'm gonna try to say Breonna Taylor every fucking podcast I get a chance to, but none of these people are receiving justice, and they they telling us about Asian hate. You know, because some fucking incel shot up a fucking massage parlor. You know, God bless the dead and rest in peace to all the people who died in that mass shooting. But that's what eight people. You know, I can name at least eight people that didn't receive justice last year and we're not talking about them on the media as much now you know and, and this shit's fucking ridiculous like I'm telling you hey those people you gotta wake the fuck up now we're like times are fucking ticking times are ticking no need for bitching Hey, so uh, a mentor of mine wrote something this week, and I told him I was going to read to y'all. Um, he wrote, people speak in terms of they when referring to the education system. Like, they didn't teach this, or they didn't teach that. The real they is your family. Get off the blame game and make sure you are spreading a different mindset among your immediate family and friends. Budgeting, credit, and other money habits can all be taught at home. Why? Why? Would you expect someone else 
to make sure you succeed. Round of applause for that, brother. I mean, listen, listen. You could put your fate in someone else's hand. You could put your fate in the school system's hand. You could put your kid's faith in someone else's hand. You could put your kid's faith in the school system's hand. But at the end of the day, your kid gonna, gonna learn mostly from you. Mostly from you. And a lot of times as parents, you'll get lazy. It's, it's a lazy habit. And, we, you know, we'd rather you learn it at school. You know? And, and you know, all, all the parents out there listening, how many times have you just been chilling and your, your kids came to you with some kind of school work and you just like, Fuck, I'm tired. I don't really want to. Fuck, I don't really want to do that shit, right? You know, you know, your kids are trying to learn something from you. Just, oh, I'm just fucking tired. I'm just beat. Or I'm just da da da, right? I mean, it happens to the best of people, but you just gotta remember, man. You gotta give them a head start because where you started from, they should be starting way ahead of you. You know, they should be starting way ahead of you. So I, I really love the message that he put out there, I thought it was fucking awesome and I wanted to share that with you. Hey, as I, as again, I say, um, I told y'all to send me questions. And here's another one. It says, um, okay, damn, I lost it. All right, here it is. Do you believe money is the root of all evil? I, I absolutely do fucking not. Um, a lot of my niggas got murdered and they was killed by a broke bitch. So, I don't think money is the root of all evil. I think sometimes not having money because it, it ain't just the money. It's, it's the fact that what you do with money. It's the fact of having nothing could drive a man insane. The fact of being hungry. You know, a lot of, a lot of people grow up hungry when they're little. They get a little bit of money and they say, I'm never going back. I'm never going back to that hungry feeling. And then when they go back to that hungry feeling, something snap is like PTSD. So I don't think money is the root of all evil. The reason why I don't think money is the root of all evil, because a lot of times motherfuckers with money ain't committing crimes. They're not doing murder. They're doing that. They chilling. They enjoying life. Think about it. That motherfucker with so much money that all he got to do is keep making money. He, he's more chill. He's more relaxed. But the niggas you see in the hood with the ashy black tees and, and the fucking black air forces they looking to take something well if they got a whole lot what they trying to take for so they're taking because they don't have so I wouldn't necessarily say money is the root of all evil I would say that the absence of money in today's capitalistic society is the root of all evil more so than anything hope I answered that that's a, I don't know I guess that's kind of a given Hey, on the Easter special, I told y'all what the biggest enemy was to the um, Ados community, to the descendants of involuntary immigrants. Now I'm going to tell you who the best friend is. The best friend to our people is education. And no, 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 no. I'm not talking about your public school education. I'm not talking about your middle school, elementary, high school, or college you go to. Fucking nerd. I'm talking about education in general that could be from a public school it could be from a high middle element it could be but I'm talking about the good type of education I can't name it because I don't know what works for you but 
like if you plan on being um, a plumber when you grow up, learn a plumbing trade. I'm talking like trades and different things, man. It's different. You don't have to go to college to be successful. And I think that's one of the things that fuck us up. Um, I know a lot of athletes that when you ask them, like, what you want to do after you graduate? I want to play D1. Oh, okay, so you want to go to college. Yeah. What college do you want to go to? And they name all the colleges with the tight-ass football teams, you know? And then it's like, oh, okay. And now this is where the conversation breaks off. You have some people that say, hey, what you want to study? Or you have some people that's just like, Oh, yeah, you want to go play for them? Hell, yeah, that's my favorite team. But the one that asks, hey, what you want to study when you get there? (laughs) You may not believe me, but most of the time, if you ask a high school kid what you want to study, if you ask a high school athlete what you want to study when you get to college, if that motherfucker says business, he don't really give a shit about school. A lot of time. Not all the time, but a lot of time. Because they're thinking, I want to know how to count my money. So business, right? It wasn't until I met a, I met a cat back in 2006, and I just knew he was gonna say business to me. And I asked him, I said, "What you want to study when you get to school, man? What you want to What you want to go for?" He said engineering, and he would have been the first kid, the first person in his family to go to college. And I remember that, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, he gonna make it." Well. As of today, you know, he's a graduate. He, he graduated with an engineering degree. And, you know, it, man, it's fucking dope. I love to see him doing how he's doing, man. I love the kid to death. Well, he's not a kid no more. He's a grown man now. But, man, I fucking love dude to death, man. And, like, I was so happy to see him with all the shit that he went through. I mean, you know, his dad, from the time I met him till now, was like, in and out of prison. His dad was a cool dude, too. His dad was very supportive from what I can see. But, you know, he went through his, his ups and downs like most men do. And, you know, he was he was back and forth from prison and whatnot. And this kid still got his shit done. I want to say he graduated high school with like a 3-5, maybe higher. Sorry if I disrespected the, the, the fucking goal. But it was like 3-5 or maybe higher. But I never forget when I asked him his freshman year. It was his sophomore year. What do you want to do when you get to college? And I'm, I swear to, I swear to God, I knew he was just going to say business. But nah, this motherfucker said, I want to do engineering. I want to get a degree in engineering. And just like him, I met a lot of kids that, you know, they had a foot in the streets and a foot on the field. And you say, hey, man, what you want to do when you get to college? Oh, I want to I want to, I want to play ball. Okay, yeah, but what what? You know what you're trying to major in, this and that. Oh, really? I'm trying to get on this business, man. I'm trying to get on this business. <laughs> but you know, I got a little little bit sidetracked off of that because I, I I always tell kids the same thing, man. Listen, college ain't for everybody. Even though I personally think everybody can do it, everybody can do it. But a lot of people, when they get there, they don't want to do it. Um, so college may not be for everybody. And you don't have to, college does not dictate if you're successful. It's just an extra weapon to have if you complete it. You know, if you graduate from high school and you got drive to whatever the fuck your goal is, you can make shit happen. But you got to have drive and a little bit of luck, 
whole lot of common sense. Um, and if you don't have common sense, you just had to be able to learn from your dumb, your dumb shit and develop a wisdom and you will get it eventually. So yeah, stop telling these kids like college is the only thing because a lot of them, when they don't go to college, they start feeling hopeless. You tell them the truth. Tell them the truth. Your funky ass didn't go to college, you know, and you're not doing that bad. College is a weapon. This is what we need to teach. We need to teach college is just an extra weapon, but it does not dictate success or failure. It's a lot of motherfuckers that are successful because they have drive and they have passion. I mean, you can go into a fight with your fist and you still have a chance to win. You go into that fight with your fist, a knife, and an AK, well, you got a better chance to win if the other motherfucker only got fists. You know, just saying. So, college is, is not a, it's not a need. It is not a need, but it's definitely an extra weapon to have in your arsenal. And, and make sure you push this shit to the seeds down. It's real big, man. It's real big to push this to the seeds down. Alright, I told y'all to send me the questions. Y'all did, and here's another one. Alright, so the question is, is what's more powerful together, the white dollar or the black dollar? Both at full strength. So I'm guessing you meaning when they're both at full full strength, which one is more powerful together? Now, this is somewhat of a trick question, right? Because history's never seen both of them together at full strength. I don't think history ever will. Um, but if I had to guess which one was more powerful, I would say the black dollar because, so Dr. Claude Anderson, look him up. He has a book called Black Labor, White Wealth, and he he has a lot of details in it. But ever since I I, I read it, I kind of realized something like black people spend the most amount of money right and have the least amount of wealth and we're basically it's like right after slavery and we kind of stayed in that same kind of function right after slavery where we were basically paying to be slaves and that's kind of where we're at but yet we still hit so many different strides where you may not believe me that we own the same amount of wealth in 2021 as we did in 1900s sounds kind of like no can't be yeah it's around the same average but we made so many different fucking strides right so i would say if the black dollar hit full strength and it stayed within the black community i personally think that the black dollar would be more powerful and we're talking economics you know i think it'd be more powerful because a lot of the white dollar comes off the labor labor of blacks to this day because we spend the most money there's only one way we could spend the most money and not have I'm sorry there's only one way we could spend the most money and have the least amount of wealth that's if we're not spending the most money within our community if we spend a trillion dollars every year and it's in our community then the wealth would be something like a trillion but the thing is, we spend our money outside of the community. And a lot of times with white people, 
and other races, they spend their money within their community. So, and, and they don't they don't fuck around with debt. Like they don't have a lot of debt. You know what I mean? Like we do. Most of the, most of the reason our wealth is so down is because we're basically interest is making us pay to be in that slave era, basically. So I would say the black dollar, depending on how the black dollar is utilized. But it's a trick question because, like I said, we we have no evidence. There's no, there's no, there's nothing to study off of. There's no, the black dollar has never been unified and, you know, just fucking morphed into what it could be. We, since, since we've been able to receive wealth or currency for labor, overall, as a community, we have not been able to gain wealth by it. It's a few of us that had. They made it off the plantation and whatnot, but as a whole community, we haven't been able to do it. So we have not been able to unify the black dollar. And I mean, shit, when that happens, oh my gosh, I love to see like the world. <laughs> like, holy shit, let's see where we go from here. But yeah, no, it's a trick question, but if I gotta give you some answer, I would say the black dollar. Hey man, good good question though. I like that shit. That was that was that was a sexy question, man. Love that shit, bro. Keep them coming, man. Send them to me whenever y'all got them, man. I, I, I fucking, I got one mouth. You got two ears. You know, I love y'all fucking questions y'all sent me today. They were all fucking awesome. So I'm watching Jeopardy the other day. And on Jeopardy, they're talking about, um, they had this question. Aaron Rodgers was the host or whatever. And they had this question about um, the UN spent four point four something billion dollars to these people for, I guess, going through some fucked up shit. It's not the direct shit, but it, it, whatever. I'm paraphrasing. And the first woman says, "Who are the slaves?" And Rogers says, "Nope." In his state farm face. And then the next person says, Who are the Japanese? And Roger says, Nope. I forgot what the third motherfucker says, but long story short, it was for like Iranian prisoners of war or something, and they received 10 grand a day for every day they were in like, they were imprisoned or some shit. Um, my numbers may be off. I'm not giving you factual numbers. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. I didn't write it down. But look it up and you'll see it, it exists, okay? Look it up, you'll see it exists. But I laughed at that shit because I'm like, you know, when we talk about reparations, people are like, reparations? No way. You can't regulate reparations. Is it uh, like now they're doing a study of reparations. It's like, man, just cut this shit out. Just cut this shit out. Whenever, like, the liberal people want our attention, they say, yeah, we believe in reparations. You believe in reparations. They not. They don't believe in reparations. They don't. They say reparations to get our attention, right? And if they give reparations, it's going to be for black people, and it's going to be like a tax cut or some bullshit like that. But black people shouldn't receive reparations. Minorities shouldn't receive reparations from American tax dollars. 
The only people entitled to reparations from American tax dollars are Adol's people. American descendants of slaves. You can't come here from fucking Nigeria in 1985 and receive reparations. That's bullshit. Because that's money that could have went towards somebody who's mentally broken by this system. I talk to my um, African brothers and sisters all the time. And it's a big difference between black immigrants and black involuntary immigrants. And, you know, like I say, we, we, we come up here without a knowledge of hereditary royalty, hereditary um, genealogy, in a sense. So we make do with America. We survive with America. I got, I got one homeboy, right? This nigga speak like eight different languages. He's from, he's from Africa. Um, he's from Togo, Togo, Africa. Educated brother, you know, sharp brother, real, real smooth, real, real cool brother, man. Um, and at first he didn't get where I was coming from. And I, I started breaking shit down to him. I was like, you know, you know, where you're from, your family pushed a lot of education. And I got cousins who family felt like education is hopeless. Now, granted, that's their mislearned behavior, but they might have got educated and still found themselves in the slums. So that's why they preach to their kids that education is worthless. Where you, on the other hand, you grew up in a place where your family pushed education, pushed education. You know fucking eight different fucking languages damn near. But my same cousin that I'm telling you about, this nigga barely know English. He can't communicate with, you know, someone with a fucking college degree. He can he can communicate with somebody on a high school fucking diploma, but barely, you know, because he speaks a form of broken English, Ebonics. That's what he speaks. And he don't do it on purpose. Like, I know a lot of niggas that they know how to code switch and they'll talk like this. Hello, Mr. Johnson. Welcome to the place, blah, blah, blah. And he talks like that. And then they get to the hood and they, what up, nigga? What up, cub, butt man, chip man, da, 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 da. They can code switch it. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, looking at it, this nigga from Togo, he speaks. My nigga, this black brother from Togo, he speaks eight different fucking languages. This nigga speaks, and he speaks the hardest ones. This motherfucker speaks the hardest ones. Like French and all kind of shit. Like, he speaks these fucking hard-ass shit that I know white people complain about learning. You know, I know... I mean, black people complain about learning too, but it, this motherfucker speak them hard-ass different languages. And you know how hard it is to maneuver. Like, I know Spanish brothers and sisters that they're bilingual. You know, they can speak Spanish and they can speak English, right? And a lot of times their dialect, the dialect from speaking both, like, it, it intertwine. You know, where they'll say some English words and it'll have a on that bitch. You know what I mean? Or they speak some Spanish words and then have like a hard American accent on that bitch. But this motherfucker can speak all of it, right? He can speak all of it in the same dialect in which these motherfuckers talk. So that shit to me is impressive. I can't knock my brother. That shit is fucking impressive. But that's a prime example of you come from a place where they're telling you, hey, we're going to take you to America, and in America, you can work hard and accomplish your dreams. And a lot of times, the Eidos people here, 
their family telling them, keep your nose down and stay out them crack of face. Keep your nose down and stay out these crack of face. Don't play with these crack. Don't da da da. The white man don't like you. Die. And so the the catch to that is, should those parents tell the Ados brothers like, should they are they wrong? Like saying, hey, white man gonna give everybody a fair shake. It, it's it's tricky, man, because that's not always the case. Like there's a bunch of white people that. You know, if you didn't have the bonics and you didn't have a hood mentality, they will hire you. They will. But then there's some white people that automatically assume, like, nah, we don't need no niggers here. So, which one, which persona do you take? Which persona, you know, and you can say be yourself, but yourself is really a social construct. You know, you're a poem, you're a product of your environment. You know, a poem is a product of my environment, but for you, you you know, same thing. Whereas someone coming from a different nation, they won't be a product of their environment. It's what they're bringing to the table. Well, we're already at the table with nothing. So, and that's where the issue comes in. Someone coming to the table, bringing what they bring to the table, versus someone sitting at the table with nothing. And that's where we get back to the topic of, reparations and I, I gave the example of a race in the last podcast like we have to balance things out with Ados people because Ados people are people that will never never receive justice man we never receive justice it's, it's one thing like did we ever in America say that slavery is wrong and if slavery is wrong slavery was wrong then we need to seek justice we need justice for that time period, right? It's it's the Bill Cosby, right? Like Bill Cosby, motherfuckers say he was raping bitches 20, 30 years ago, and he went to prison for it, right? So you were saying it was wrong then, and you're, you're going to seek justice now. Well, shit, shit was wrong then. Where's the justice now? We never did that. It was more so along the lines of slavery is wrong, Okay, you niggas are free. Now we're equal. It was never like slavery was fucking wrong. Let us compensate y'all for all that you've done. All the everything that you've done for this country. You you've helped I mean, black people have fought in every fucking war from the beginning till now. It was black people involved. Even versus the Confederates, it was black people on both sides of that civil war. It was black people that fought for the Confederate Army, it was black people that fought for the fucking, uh, the, the National Army, or the American Army, whatever the fuck it was called. But it was black people on both sides of that war, killing each other, alongside the white people, killing each other. It was black people that fought the British, and it was black people that, you know, slaves, that teamed up with the British to fight. So, it was black people in every war of American history. There was never a war in American history where it was white only. Period. So, on top of that, you look at the free labor, the free labor, and then after fucking slavery's done, you gotta look at the fucking the situation and now we're paying you to be a slave. Right After slavery's done, that's the phase we went to. When they teach you this shit in school, they don't teach you this. We didn't go into a, a state of, okay, we work for money now. 
a lot of the places was working to be slaves. We had to pay to be slaves. That's where you get into the sharecropping and all of that shit. Where, like, a lot of the slaves knew how to work the fields. So when slavery was eradicated, they went to the thing they knew best, and that was working the fields. What then a lot of slave masters started doing was renting the field to the slaves. Right? And then the slaves who worked the field, they had to pay the slave master a certain amount. And if he could not pay, he was in debt. And if he could, if he was in debt, he had to give up his crop and still be in debt. So then he turned to working for free. That's another form of slavery. It's just paid slavery. It's me paying you to be a fucking slave. You know, to give you an example of that, it's motherfucking artists paying for a club to perform their music. You know, that's a minor example. Not, not definitely not the same thing. But to relate to a lot of you niggas that might be listening, it's like you got a mixtape, right? And you want to showcase, you want to do a show. Nobody's booking you. You got to get your name out there. So you're going to pay the club promoter to fucking perform your shit so that hopefully you get fans, you get a buzz going, and then you can start getting paid for a show one day. These slaves had the same mentality. Well, these ex-slaves had the same mentality where they paying people for, for crops, like to use their field to pick peanuts, cotton, whatever the fuck the vegetation may be, right? And if they don't pick enough... They go in debt depending on the slave master's fee for that field. They go in debt. So at the end of the day, when the wait up is done, they don't have enough money to pay the slave master. They have to give up their crops, and then they might be in debt another $2. So the next day, they have to come back there and work. And then they work the next day, and they get the same amount, right? Now they're in debt $4. Three days later, now they're in debt $6. You see what I'm saying? So it turns into paid slavery. On top of that, now you got to pay for rent. You got to pay for a place for your family to live. No place is free. And you can't buy land like that right off the rip because of Jim Crow laws and so on and so forth. So with that being said, you know, right after slavery, we were in a worse spot. And I I always kind of summed that up to it's darkest right before dawn. It's darkest right before dawn. But... Yeah, man, every, everything I'm saying, like I say, I would say I'll look it up because I took the time to look it up to give it to you. And most of the shit that I bring to this table is some shit that when I first saw it, I didn't believe it. I was like, hell no, that can't be real. That can't be real. And it turns out it was real. So me telling y'all, I don't expect you to be like, I believe everything that nigga say. I don't want that from my listeners. I want y'all to look this shit up and say, God damn, that shit is real. You know, so back to the topic of reparations, I think that, you know, eight of those people deserve reparations. Now, what we get into a, a spill is, do eight of those people res- deserve reparations in cash? I don't think it should be cash. I think it should be land. I think it should be land and machinery. I think that we should have the ability to have land, machinery, and tax cuts or tax breaks or no tax at all. Like, the Native Americans here, a lot of times they're tax-exempt. I think we should get, we should receive land as Ados people. We should, re- we should receive machinery to take care of the land, build, and such and such. And I also think that we should be tax-free on those lands. We should not be paying taxes. The majority of our taxes ain't for us anyway. We, like, we pay taxes on shit. We don't benefit that. You know, we pay taxes for the police, right? And the police, they only patrol our neighborhoods. They don't they don't patrol 
you know, suburban neighborhoods where they patrol ours, they look for criminals in ours. They look to protect the suburban property, but for us, because we own no properties. We own no properties in the majority of our um, urban neighborhoods. You break down the word urban. Urban basically means nigga. Suburban basically means not nigga. If you live in an urban area, you're going to find the majority of niggas in that area. If you live in a suburban area, that means, you know, without niggas. Sub means without, basically. So, <laughs> suburban, urban, you know? But yeah, man, look this shit up, man. See if I'm fucking flagging you. If I'm flagging you, correct me. Correct me by my motherfucking words. Alright, I asked y'all to send me questions and y'all did. It's another one. Now, I know this from a female. It says, what is a man's expectation of a woman when splitting bills? Outside of bills, what else do you expect from her? And is 50-50 just financial or everything else included in that? So yeah, I just asked the same question in a few different ways. So listen, this this is um this is a tricky one, another tricky one. And my opinion might not be relevant to you, sister. But it's gonna be relevant in some sort of way. Right? Here's a story it's a story I heard when I was young. And it was talking about a woman. I can give you the whole story, but I'm going to say. She was a prostitute and he was a John. But she didn't charge him for the pussy. She charged him for wasting her goddamn time. With that being said, what I'm, what I'm saying, you say, like, is it 50-50? What's 50-50? What's 50-50? This question, the whole question itself, depends on what kind of person you fucking with. See, me... I'm raised by pimps, so I'm male chauvinistic. I don't have the same values as your average man. I got all the stereotypes that they portray to be negative towards men in 2021. That's how I'm raised. You know, maybe it's a bad habit. Maybe it's a blessing. I don't know yet. You know, it's been working for me just fine. But, like, I don't even believe in 50-50. You know, in in the famous words of T.I.P., help me to help us. You know, so... I don't really, 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 really ever see it as a 50-50. But I know there's a lot of dudes out there talking about 50-50, 50-50. But here's the catch to that. You hook up with a dude and you're talking about 50-50. And he wants you to bust that thing open on command. And he might be wasting your goddamn time. So, it's a trick, man. It's a whole, it's technology to it. I understand the question you come from. I think women are more emotional with sex because you gotta incorporate sex when you're talking about relationship like finance is one thing but you gotta incorporate physical attraction emotional attraction spiritual attraction all of that shit comes together right now fucking with the right one you laying that pipe you kinda throw away that spiritual and all that other fucking dumb shit cause physically it's the bomb you laying that wood you know bang 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 you know but when it comes down to mental peace, spiritual peace, financial peace, all of these pieces, they they make you a puzzle. And you're going to need all of them. Because even with the physical aspect of it, you be laying that wood. Bang, bang, bang. But you're going to feel like something's missing. Because maybe this nigga is bang, bang, banging you and kicking you out. 
So as far as 50-50 goes, like we need to do some 50-50. There's never anything such thing as 50-50 because somebody's always, the universe is a push and pull. Brother Huey Newton says contradiction is the rule of the universe. And if you ain't familiar with that contradiction is negative needs positive, positive needs negative. Your car don't start without a battery. You know what I mean? So it's a push and pull in the universe. Something got to give, something got to take. Something got to take and something got to give. You know, so 50-50, it's, it's kind of like, it's not a real thing. Um, it sounds balanced, but it's never really balanced because there's always going to be extra variables to it, you know. 50-50 um, on a bill is simple, but I mean, if the chick is busted, yeah, 50-50, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to make that bitch, 50-50 is being nice if she's busted, in my opinion. I'm going to make that bitch buy me dinner, you know, because I'm doing her a favor. And it's the same the other way around, where if you're a beautiful sister and you fucking with some busted ass dude, he's grotesque. Ugh. Make you want to vomit. Nobody wants to touch him. But he's kind-hearted, right? And you might not want to fuck him at the end of the night. 50-50 is nice. You know, 50-50 is nice. So, but it, it's different variables to this whole thing, man. It's so many different ways it can go. So, I mean, I couldn't personally answer your question unless I knew the situation. But going off of what I, you know, what I've been through, yeah, nah, fuck that. You know, fuck that. So, it, it's really dependent on, you know, what you're dealing with. I, I hope I, I hope I answered. If I didn't, send me, send me some more. Um, I, I really liked your questions. I mean your questions really your question i really i really fuck with that if i didn't hit on it just send me send me a little bit more elaboration to it but yeah i fuck with that that was a good one when they got rid of um segregation they, they kind of fucked us up because we lost a number one rule and that number one rule is don't spend your money where you ain't fucking welcome right don't spend your money where you're not fucking welcome and we knew that during segregation times with integration, we, we look at it more as like a, a power trip. Like, oh, they don't want to serve. I'm going to show them. Uh, how many of y'all been to a restaurant, right? And you had a feeling like this restaurant might be racist. And when it came down to like the tips or what you buy, you don't want to be cheap. You want to you wanna buy top dollar shit because you want to show them like, look, I ain't no broke nigga, you know? I'm telling you, man, get off of that shit. If these people, that's not going to make them like you. It's not. So get off of that shit. Because, like I said, during segregation, we had a mentality. We're going to spend our money in our own community. Because they don't fuck with us. Why am I going to buy a house in your neighborhood? And it's ten houses on this block. Mine is one of them. The nine neighbors don't fuck with me. Every time I go to work, I'm wondering if they fucking with my shit. You know, that's called a Bethany. You know what I mean? Don't fuck with that shit, bro. Don't if mother if you're not welcome, don't put your time there. And a lot of y'all, y'all get your money by y'all time. So money is a representation of your time. If you ain't welcome there, don't put your fucking time in there. Period. Come on, niggas, get smart with that shit, bro. Y'all complaining about oh, oh, man, I went to this place. They were so racist. <laughs> okay, yeah, and. Did you get up and leave? Are you telling me they raised after you paid for all of this shit 
just to show them like I'm not one of them and they still treat you bad. You know, how you stop? The only reason why, this is what people think. People think like they ended segregation because of the kumbayas and Martin Luther King and all that dumb shit. No. They ended segregation because it was fucking up the money. They see black people spend more money than anybody. Look this shit up. To this day, black people spend more money than any other race in America. And we own the least amount of shit. We have the lowest wealth, but we spend the most money. That's because we have a tendency to not want to look like we're poor. So we will spend money with these motherfuckers to make them think we're not poor. That's just how that, that's just how that shit go. It's it's stupid. And I ain't saying you, you stupid. I'm saying I'm I'm putting myself in there. We have we as a culture got a tendency to do dumb shit. I seen a fucking Benz on twenty fours the other day. Right? And I just I just looked at it. Me being from Florida. I said, Oh, that shit clean. I saw the same Benz like two hours later with a white man driving it on factory. He looked like he didn't give a shit about that car. So you, you see what I'm saying? We had we I mean we, we gotta stand out. That's just how we do. We gotta stand out. Um and and that shit we, we don't need to be standing out until we fix the wealth gap. Because it's one thing to look like you got money, but where the wealth at? Where the wealth at? Wealth is the difference because wealth affects you in the long term. I'm talking about seeds, you know what I mean? It's like that whole JC444 talk, man. So, yeah, if you ain't welcome some motherfucking place, don't invest your time there. Don't be out here trying to change these people's mind. Let them change their mind on their own. Self-reflection. That's reflection of your motherfucking self.